The movies are back, baby, and if you're looking for a weekly podcast to keep up with all the new releases and all the hottest news and rumors coming out of Hollywood, check out Movies Baby with Five Wise. Is Emma Stone on track for greatest actress of all time? What's the best Godzilla movie of all? What's up with John Cena? Love Lies Bleeding? We'll take more where that came from. What movie should have won Best Picture at this year's Oscars? Hint the name of two months and they ain't close together those are just some of the topics we've discussed on recent episodes of movies baby every week on movies baby forever dog co-founders and lifelong movie fanatics brett and joe break down the hottest movie news review the latest releases shout out forgotten classics and prophesy the future of hollywood you can listen to movies baby wherever you get podcasts and you can watch movies baby live every thursday night on YouTube at Movies Baby with five wives. Movies Baby! Get ready to gossip up with us this week. Honey, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. And we are talking about Sisterly Visits. Titanic, the musical. And a Titanic sightseeing mission gone wrong. And some thoughtful political chats about the upcoming election. Plus, the DMs are speculative, nostalgic, and informative. And a hot new track from Ms. McMichaels. You're You're dumb. You're dumb. (laughs) Are you ready for some of that piping hot Tina? Simply the best. I love Crystal. M. Oh. M. Mom! Miss Girl, excuse me, Miss What? It is not Miss Girl, it is Judge. (laughs) Have you ever seen this clip? It's Judge Toller (laughs) and Rolling Ray. Where the fuck is the clip? Where the fuck is the clip? We have to see the whole clip. And he says, Excuse me, Miss Girl, Miss Judge. She goes, Judge Toller. Yes, Miss Toller. It is not Miss Anything. It is Judge Toller. <laughs> right, honestly. Excuse me. He does not know Beyonce. He is a, Beyonce has my phone number. She checks in on me all the time. She bailed me out of jail. You know what? It's given very much of how you doing your honor, Miss Judge Lance Toller. <laughs> I am here today to get my money from this man. Yeah, want to be a woman. Yeah, he's terrible, Your Honor. He's really terrible. So, I've been dating Christian for the past six years now, also on Give or Take, you know what I'm saying? Just, just act like it didn't happen. <laughs> Everybody just was just like, oh, and all that went on, and this is, but go ahead. That's what, it was given. So, we been talking for the past six or seven years, Give or Take. She's amazing. She's Judge great. Toller is painted. Do y'all watch um, Zeus? Zeus? I'm taking Network? over for Zeus. <laughs> you can call me Queen of the Thunder. <laughs> Will you uh, do the intro of the show? Call me Welcome Queen of back. the Thunder! <laughs> Welcome back for another steaming, steaming vibing, scalding, scalding serving of hot, hot goss. goss. This is our weekly chat show where we talk about events in our lives, gossip and politics, and take a deep dive into the DMs, Miss Girl. Let's get into some hot Hot gossip. 
It's giving very much. This man is terrible. <laughs> That's hot goss. <laughs> I love all the Zeus characters that are that have popped into our lexicon over the past year because of Zeus, because of Out TV, the Go Go for the Golds, the the Hot House Kids, all these new children. Sure, I love them. Absolutely. Um, I hope that all of these children have when they were a young boy, a puppet, a puppy to follow them around. And if not, maybe a little doll, like a little pound cake. Uh, yeah, sure. So, are, is the warehouse empty? Has everyone been bye-bye buying? Honestly the, honestly, the warehouse has been empty for a while. I, I don't... I, the cupboard I, is my, bare? To my knowledge, we have not had pound cake dolls in stock for some time. Oh, the cupboard is bare back. Yes, but people are selling them on eBay for exorbitant amounts of money, <laughs> which I do not see a dollar of. So God bless them. Well, here's the thing: if you can't sit on it, you should sell it. Well, honey, I can't. I can't sit on it or sell it because I don't have any anymore. That's crazy. I think we have some like damaged ones. Oh, they're damaged. Uh, damaged. 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 I thought that, I, thought I, should, that I should let you know. Do you know our story producer for um, season four, Shannon, was also the MTV uh, Making the Band story producer. And she once told me <laughs> that I was very similar to Aubrey, contestant-wise. Like, Aubrey O'Day? Yeah, I was like, I take that as a compliment. She had Aubrey and Shannon, I think. And Shannon did an acoustic country <laughs> version of Damaged. And it's so good. That's really hot. Yeah, I love her. Uh, are you in San Fran right now? Or LA? Or New York? I or- am. Ooh, did you go see the um, Heclina uh, mural? No, I haven't seen it. Where is that? I forget, but um, it's it's really pretty. I'm glad they I put her name on it. I a picture of it. On the, are you suggesting that it doesn't look like her? No, girl. I'm No, not at all. It, it oh. Spit an image. And which is weird, because she never spits. No, she's not a spitter. That was never something the women in her family aspired to. (laughs) Yes, I'm in San Francisco. I'm doing a couple of things this weekend. We're doing a um, screening of uh, God Save the Queens, which is that movie that I'm in, uh, for Frameline Film Festival. Oh, Frameline's big. uh, Yeah, so that's happening at the Castro Theater on, uh, on Friday. And then on Saturday... Uh, Jeremy and I are doing a show at uh, the Palace of Fine Arts. Ooh, girl, nice dressing rooms. Really? Yeah, you're going to have all the room to spread out. They're like huge. Oh, I love that. Yeah. How fun. Work, Diva. Is it pride up there or is it just like? Sure. Sure. I don't know. I can't keep track of what everyone does. Does it in Texas? Don't they do pride in like September? Mm-hmm. They do a lot of Novembers, Octobers, and some Septembers, yeah. And sometimes See, in I can't Florida. keep track of everybody. And in June, every weekend is a different place. I don't know. Is it, is it Pride here? I feel like um, New York and San Fran are usually the same weekend, and that's the last weekend in June. L.A. is usually... Is that this? Yeah, technically, because the 24th <laughs> is, is a this? Friday. The last complete weekend in June. So 24th, 25th, 26th. Yeah. So that would be this. Pride's That's almost right. over. Oh, my God. Oh, honey, it's never over. It's never over. Um, I I would love to come to your show, but I can't. I'll be You're, in. 
Are you in New York now or you went to New York? No, I went to New York for a party. It was you did super a fun. Boot scoot. A little boot scoot, turn around, turn and burn. Um, and now I'm back in LA, but mm-hmm. I'm about to head into the mom headquarters to check on all 12 employees. Um, You're going to sh- throw open those conference room doors <laughs> wearing a fur hat. <laughs> Dominique Devereaux in the building. The <laughs> Don't uh, fuck with me, fellas. Um, I saw Titanic while I was in New York. Titanic. And yeah. it is, you know, there's a few things that I'm glad I've seen on stage live. Janet Jackson, Gaga, mm-hmm. Titanic, Alexandra Billings. I can add that to the list because like this was a theater event like no other. I've only yeah. seen Titanic maybe like one and a half times. The kids on my marching band used to put it on on the bus and I would never watch it. So it's, I don't, I don't know like this. I don't know it in and out, but like I, I know it like enough. This. I don't like this. <laughs> um, but it was so fucking hilarious and so good and so queer. So funny. And so, oh, you've seen it? Yes. Oh my God. It's, I saw one of its earliest iterations. In the, in the I old think space? Uh, yeah, under the Gristides. Yeah, now it's in like a bigger theater at the Dower Roth. And when I walked into the building, I was like, I remember auditioning in this building 22 years ago for a show called The Donkey Show, which was a Dower well, Roth show. did you show. get it? I did not. Did you book the role of Donkey? I did oh, not. And I was very sad about it. <laughs> you know. Did you do your ping pong act? Isn't that a donkey sh- Isn't that a... Am I making that up? No, I do it with bocce balls. I don't use ping pongs. <laughs> They're too small. <laughs> <laughs> no grip on them. I need... <laughs> um, uh, Isn't that what a donkey show is? Is that offensive? No, not at all. No, but I don't think any donkeys listen to the program. <laughs> well, maybe Heidi. She dressed like one. A donkey uh, show is a type of live sex show in which a woman engages in bestiality with a donkey. Mm. Oh no! Oh, see no. No, she could. The woman could be a side too. Doesn't necessarily need to be anal. What do they call it? What do they call those sort of like sexual exhibition shows? Don't don't they have a well a title? It, it depends like with it, the ping pongs and the smoking and the erotic cabaret acts. If yeah, you live sex show or something. If you fuck the donkey, there's it's a phrase bestiality. But if you eat its ass, it's feastiality. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. I see that you uh, had a photo op with your um, seasoned sister, Ms. Girl, Dita Ritz. My seasonal sister, Ms. Dita Ritz, is in she Los Angeles have. doing the shows and the gigs. She was at Mickey's. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. And you know when the girls are in town, you need to go out. You need to do a lap because you never know when you're going to see your sisters again. We're all very, totally. very busy women. And it was so nice to see her and to hang out. Um, yeah, she's a blessing. I love her. Yeah, and it's always nice to see people's eyes go, oh, Dita. And then they look over at me and go, oh, Derek. <laughs> Derek! Mm-hmm. Bitch, have you heard about this and don't fuck it up book that uh, World of Wonder uh, authorized and put out? It's about the first 10 years of Drag Race. It's available now on audiobook with Alec Moppa reading it, which is great. Um, and it's also in, I'm guessing... Soft cover. I don't know if this got a hard cover. It um, did get a hard cover too. No, well, I heard the co- I heard the cover was hard. 
soft cover. Mm-hmm. Um, semi-erect cover. I have cover. a intel. I heard chapter four is basically all about you, Willem. Yeah, someone else texted me that. and then No like way, a really? Yeah. Because I think it goes through the seasons, and I think the season four it is It said, like by the end of the Willem. season, Willem had broken every rule that there was to break. <laughs> it's something like that. And it's Alec Moppa reading it, so it's like, whoa, what my friend's much? talking about me. <laughs> okay. Um, they And they even divulged the true information. They're like, by after the show, he had taken to social media saying the reason that he was disqualified. They don't actually say the real things that they did to make me break the rules, of course. But, like, it's a... I'm sure it's a novel read for someone. And Alaska, you're in the book too, right? Yeah, I think they interviewed me for it. Oh, how fun. Well, RuPaul's <laughs> gowns are gorgeous. The cover, the cover art is beautiful. Um, I, I'm going to read the book just to see if it mentions Matthew, so then I can go tell him about it next time I visit him. Yeah. Yeah, just to see if they gave any credit where it was due. I wonder. If anyone has read it, let write in because I'm not going to read it for a month or so. Well, take a little break. We, we break. are, but before we do, we do have a little rainbow spotlight. Oh. This is by our sister and yours, Morgan McMichaels, and it's called You're, You're dumb. dumb. You're Dumb. <laughs> Can we listen to a little of this? Yeah. Is this out now? It came out today. Jesus yep. Christ. Jesus Christ. You're dumb, you're dumb, nobody even asked You're dumb, you're dumb, but you keep talking out your ass You're dumb, the moon is really there You're dumb, you're dumb, the earth's not square You're dumb, you're dumb, that's how a kid behaves You're dumb, you're dumb, the manager is not your slave You're dumb, please don't be throwing blows You're dumb, you're dumb, and Trader Joe's how did Trader Joe's get into it? Now why is Trader Joe's? When I stand next to you, I hear the ocean breeze. Stop trying to convert the gaze. You should be busy getting prepped for doomsday. Stay off the internet. Maybe it's time to take that tinfoil off your head. Now we all want to pull the pin. It's the entire world streaming. Dumb, you're dumb. I'll say this: she sounds pretty girl for sounds pretty good for a dead girl. <laughs> she does. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by who I almost nodded off because this Helix mattress is so comfortable. Helix Sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. I've had several many Helix mattresses for several many years now, and I love I them all. They're all my I've babies. read the men's room wall. We have the midnight dusk. We have the uh, we have the one for uh, heavy sleepers, and that's also oh, good. Oh, they're if, all good. If you have slumber parties, if uh, lots, of, I love a Helix party, uh, and we are the Helix girls, and we have been for such a long time that we know what works best for 
us and our bodies. But if you don't know, you could take a Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. They've got models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Also models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Ooh, plus enhanced cooling features to help you from overheating at night. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home, so that's why they offer a 100-night trial to try out your new Helix mattress and a 10- to 15-year warranty. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Drag. Drag and use code HelixPartner20. This is their best offer yet, and it's not going to last long. It's so good, I'm going to say it again. That's HelixSleep.com slash drag. And use code HelixPartner20. With Helix, better sleep starts now. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. You're literally getting them out of you by speaking them and figuring out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. That's right. And I think, uh, and I've said this before, I think therapy is a very useful tool, whether you've been through something very traumatic or you're just trying to better yourself. Yeah, and if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. You don't have to leave your house. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Yeah, all the therapists have licenses, so get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash drag today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag. Um, I have something I would love to talk about for this segment, real quick. I would like to talk about Madeline Ashton. <laughs> ah. I wouldn't, but she probably could do Madeline Ashton if someone asked her in less than five minutes with just a jack-in-the-box bag of napkins. Aurora Sexton, one of the most creative people we all know. Oh, yes. Performer, art directress, um, just like, you know, everything. Icon. Yeah, icon. She Activist. made mm-hmm, a gown category winner, talent pageant competition award one of the year. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, she was doing Coconuts by Kim Petras, looking gorgeous tropical goddess vibes and mm-hmm. some girl helped herself to the part of the costume which was a reveal the boobs which the coconuts opened up which aurora made and mm-hmm. executed flawlessly i saw the video they have the girl the woman taking the objects out of the bar that's pictured with her we have clear pictures of her and her friend the people that come to gay bars and say, oh, yeah, it's great. These girls take off their outfits and things, and then you get to pick, take stuff home. That's mm. not how this works. And the, the entitlement that some people have in queer and drag spaces is crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Like, in addition to the people that think they can just come up and grab you and hug you or, um, like, grab your titties or your ass or all those kind of things, it's just unacceptable. Yeah, like, and and I saw Aurora's post about it, and I I thought it was quite lovely because, 
it was basically like, just, just, you know, bring it back and it's going to be no questions asked and we'll forget about the whole thing. Because I, I do like to believe that, you know, these things aren't always malicious. People get ecstatically excited when it comes to drag. I mean, they, they lose their faculties. They get so excited and swept up in the moment. And some people do think, they don't think, oh, that's a handcrafted piece and I probably shouldn't take it. They see it as like, oh my gosh, I get to have a piece of this amazing thing and they're drunk and like they're not thinking. So I don't think it has to be like, let's dox this young woman and destroy her life. I think it can be like, let's find out who she is because our community is very tight knit. Everybody knows everybody. So I'm sure somebody knows her and let her know that she needs to return the garment and then all can be fine. You know, when when my outfit, when one of my outfits got stolen in Costa Rica a while ago, mm-hmm. and I did that whole thing, that mm-hmm. was a straight girl, and I'm not blaming her her lifestyle. It's not, you know, it's her It's her a choice. Thing. I'm not judging it. But it was choice. a straight girlfriend of the DJ who was working at the club that they hired. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and this, I wouldn't expect this from a queer person, because lesbians ain't stupid. And why would a lesbian want a coconut bra? This is some dumb straight girl who, you know, enjoys us and then steals from us. I don't like it at all. And I hope that Aurora gets her stuff back. It this won't is, do. It, it's it, not proper. Sh- you need to give her her things. Give her if, her coconuts. If we need to do a whole segment every week that's called Give Her Her Things, we will. Give her her coconuts. Aurora. Not- Aurora, Aurora. That's French, but it means now. Aurora. And French does? No, French is Maintenant. Oh, wait, it's Spanish. Spanish is, <laughs> yeah. Que tal me español hasta ahora? How's my Spanish so far? Okay. You got, I, I always like to pull the dick out of my mouth when I say that after. Oh, yeah. It only works south of the equator. What privilege. <laughs> que so privilege. Wait, I don't go on the internet. Um, I do. But I have seen that there is a titanic sightseeing yeah so there's this there's this five i'll I'll tell everybody about it real quick there's a massive search operation uh to launch a sub to find a submersible which was launched with five really really rich people on board and it went missing during a trip to view the wreckage of the titanic which is more than two miles under the ground and took 70 years to find So let me tell you how far away that is. The submersible, which is unlike a submarine, needs a mothership to launch it. And it lost contact one hour and 45 minutes into its dive on Sunday. And the vessel has between 70 to 96 hours of oxygen. And in the seating pattern, only one person can fully extend their legs. It's it's a tight squeeze. The missing sub was part of the Ocean Gate Expeditions, a company that hosts the Titanic Expedition to this historic site. Per the website, expeditions for the Titanic site began in the summer of 2023 and had a total of 18 dives planned. And the cost is $250,000 each to go on the dive. The vessel is 22 people long. Five people are on it. There's a toilet with a curtain for privacy. And there is only meant to be on the vessel for eight hours. So at this point of the time that you might be listening to this, hopefully they found them. And if they didn't, this really was an immersive Titanic experience. 
Yeah, I mean, it's really scary. I mean, even just hearing that read out loud is like, it makes me feel like claustrophobic and sort of like, uh, you know, I mean, anxiety, like it, that's... You're here, that's there's really nothing frightening. to fear. Well, I can't, you know, I can't imagine what, what the people are going through. I mean, it, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, so I mean, in the next couple of days, something will be developing here, but... Girl, they did an interview with the guy that invented this company. And in the interview, he's saying, this whole thing is powered off of this. And he gets out a $30 GameStop remote that was from 2010, a game in 2010 when it came out. And that's how they piloted this whole thing. And if you look at the video GameStop? where... I like the stock. <laughs> yes, but like if you watch the video of him... Explaining this, he some of it looks very rigged. He's like, we got this from um, the tractor parts store. And this is from there. And it's he's not Southern, but you know how we do. Um, it's kind of dissettling. I can't believe those really, really, really rich people got on this boat. And apparently one of the people is like the, or submersible, one of the people is the a ruling member of the family in Pakistan or something. I yes. mean, I'm I'm hoping for, you know, I'm hoping for a, a miracle here and I'm hoping that everyone is returned safely because uh, that's really scary. I mean, we can't, you know, I mean, we do things all the time that we're like, you know, that we're really taking a risk, you know? I mean, some of the fucking shit I've done out there is definitely a deadly risk. I'll just... <laughs> <laughs> in my in my youth. <laughs> mm. So I mean, we can't blame the people for going on there and and being like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm sure it's safe. We fly in airplanes all the time. Yeah. Uh which I I've seen some of the I've seen some of the equipment on some of those planes and it doesn't look new <laughs> or advanced. Oh, she's been giving cockpit cunt. Not of the cockpit. Well, like sometimes you get on the plane and it has a, you know, a, a cigarette fucking ashtray. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Those little regional ones. And the credit card slider and the little TV. Uh -huh. the, the little wall panel has come, come off and it's just leaning against it. Yeah. And yet we still get on the plane. So I, I'm hoping for a miracle. This is really scary. And um, uh, we'll be keeping an eye on this. Um, why don't we go ahead and take a break and we'll be right back. We have a little segment that we like to call Let's, Let's get, political, get political, political. I want to get, get political. political. Let me see your policy. You know what? I don't want to fucking get political. Just fucking vote for Joe Biden. Let's keep our fucking country in the fucking really great status quo that it's at. No, it's great. Let's do it. Let's do it, guys. There. Okay. Good. Now tell me about what Marianne Williamson said about AIDS in the fucking 80s. Oh, God. Please, go ahead. This is a note on Marianne Williamson from CP. It says, hello, Willem, Dipper, and Alaska. 
I hope this email finds you well. Long-time listener, second-time writer. I wanted to clear up some things that I thought were important after listening to Hot Goss. Trump won in 2016 partially because of a split vote in 2016. The Never Hillary and Bernie or Bust people were a very large cause of Trump winning. We need to stand united, whoever the Democratic candidate may be. I would do the research into Marianne Williamson before giving her on, before inviting her on the podcast. Notwithstanding the accusations that she is horrible to work for, she has said very questionable things about gay men in the past, particularly surrounding the AIDS crisis. I'm not downplaying her charitable work during this time, but she wrote in one of her books that, this is a paraphrase of a paraphrase, AIDS is a psychic disease that gay men get because gay men don't love themselves. Psychic? When yeah, confronted... When confronted in the past, she says that she never told gay men to not take their medications. However, it is important to note that some of what she wrote, which is in print, should make us all very skeptical. Here are some of the references. And then she gives an, a Slate news article and a Gay Voice news article, both on her, that we can link if you want. The second article has direct quotes from her book, which you can go read yourself. The quotes kind of speak for themselves. Also, while I think we do need to have the best candidate possible, we should not be willing to turn... We should not be turning to leaders who will become a laughing stock of Republicans who will mock them into losing. Marianne is basically cannon fodder for Trump and the literal thing that DeSantis has spent the last two years rallying against. There are plenty of fabulous female candidates and candidates of color we should be looking at. Katie Porter, Stacey Abrams, Cory Booker, and if we are looking for someone to be our primary candidate, but I just don't think it should be her. When confronted about these quotes in her book, she has said it was a smear campaign, but if these quotes are in the book, is it really a smear campaign? Almost 40 years later, and she can't say that these were misguided views at the time. However, science has advanced and shown what tr HIV truly is. And then she could pivot to defend some of her thoughts that she wrote in the book. Either way, if you choose to have her on your program, I sincerely hope you will do your research and ask some of the hard-hitting questions and not let her get away with glossing over some of the real problems with her candidacy. Thank you for your time, CP. Thank I'm you for your for, letter. I'm voting for Biden because I'm pulling for Kamala. I would love for yeah. Biden to just high-five Kamala and say, hey, you got this. Because I know what my grandpa was doing when he was in his 80s, and there were certain things that I thought about him with his faculties. He wasn't going crazy or nothing, but, like, stuff was slipping. And I think that if you're the president, you should also be required to take a driver's test and a competency test by somebody that Congress appoints, maybe. Not, like, a personal doctor, so we really know what's up if we're electing this guy to lead us. Yeah. You know, like an exam. Anybody over 60 should have to take a driver's test again, you know? Because rules change for 50 years, and people should know that they're in good health before they get behind the wheel or behind the, the wheel of a country. I know they make them get physicals and stuff, but, like, I don't know about Biden. I mean, I'm happy to vote for him. He's the only candidate that we would want right now, right? Yeah, and it seems at this point he is the candidate, and so... I agree that, uh, I mean, it's kind of too late in the game to start really throwing in someone else anyway. So, um, yeah. So he's the candidate. So when we should vote, we vote for next? him. 2026 or 2024? 24. Oh, wow. So the whole so yeah, really next soon. year and a half is going to be about the election. Yeah. And DeSantis made this new rule in Florida where it used to be if you were running for the presidency as the governor, you had to relinquish your position as governor to the lieutenant governor because you were going to be concentrating on your presidential campaign. 
for the next year and a half that DeSantis is in office as the governor, he doesn't have to relinquish shit because he changed the law. So now he can run for president and do, and do all that stuff, which doesn't include governing Florida. And I just don't understand how all of this is happening. Like, yeah. shouldn't, shouldn't there be rules which, like, make sense <laughs> and are followed? I would love that, honestly. Too. Maybe we um, should get, like, all-star rules we, in there for the election. If we, A little more lipstick, lipsticks. less legislation. If we did have Marianne Williamson on the podcast, I I agree with CP. I think that we should ask her about these things that she wrote in her books from, you know, from years ago that are clearly, like, misguided and clearly incorrect. And books can be revised. I revised my book. There was something wrong in it, and I changed it. Does airbrushing count, dear? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Never mind. I'm not gonna say it. Uh, what? Nothing. Fuck. Nothing. Did you see this Gay Times article about the Swedish politician who went over a drag, who did a drag makeover to oppose Drag Queen Story Hour? They pro no. They I protested didn't. the opposition of the Drag Queen Story Hour. So they were doing it to protest the protesters of Drag Queen Story Hour. <laughs> <laughs> Wh whoever painted her, she looks good. It's very uh, Sasha Stockholm. Stockholm Deputy Mayor Jan Johnson, or Jan Janssen, has undergone a drag makeover in a stand against populism and intolerance. What's in reports from Euronews, recent drag queen story hour events in Swedish capital in the Swedish capital have been targeted by far-right protesting. We have seen a worsening situation for LGBTQ persons in general, but against trans people specifically. And I think the right-wing movement is trying to use these drag queen story hours to get the entire LGBTQ community, Janssen said. Stockholm Public Libraries first started hosting drag story hours in 2017, and Janssen says at the time there was no debate at all. But now the country's right-wing party, Sweden Democrats, is making attempts to stop the events. Janssen also pointed to movements coming from the U.S., where drag is also under legislative attack, as to why he made the statement, I wanted to make my own drag protest. So he got up in drag, uh, and honey, she looked good. She, she looks, looks great. Good. I Eyebrow placement, I love. Everything. Yeah. Populism is a political approach that strives to appeal to ordinary people who feel that their concerns are disregarded by established elite groups. Populism. Hmm. That's what that is. Um, I am glad some drag queens want to read to children at story hour. It is well within their rights. <laughs> I, this is not a hill I'm going to die on. I'm, I've already, I'm, I'm already doing a party where the first venue had enough threats that they moved to a bigger venue this summer. Mm -hmm. So I'm, it's, it's crazy that we have to worry about what kids could maybe think of a drag queen reading a book to them when it, and that's what we do to volunteer when we volunteer to read to kids when in actuality our real jobs involve going to clubs and worrying about where the exits are and um, if there's metal detectors or what's going to happen because this is crazy that we have to focus on this dumb little shit like them trying to keep us from reading to children in a space with so many adults that no drag queen could even probably 
I don't even know what I'm going to say, but like kids are not in harm when they're with drag queens and their parents at a story hour. They're really not. Certainly unless, not. Unless the parents are afraid of the knowledge that the kids might learn. There was a, I forget if it was a breakfast club thing or what it was, but there was a, there was somebody, oh, it's a rapper and his son. They have a podcast. His son is like seven and Issa Rae was on it. And Issa was talking about how, um, how sometimes parents or there's like two women are in love. And the kid was like, I don't know if I was supposed to hear that. And both Issa and the kid's father were like, no, it's okay. Women can be in love. Like you, he should know about this because this is the real world, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where people need to be exposed to all different things. Otherwise you don't know about it, you know? Yeah. And kids can make their own decisions. This is, it's not a hill I want to die on, but like, it's yeah, so stupid. No, it totally is, and it seems like it's sort of the it's sort of the door the door crack that they've got because they're yeah. like they want to make a big deal about this thing that's really a very small part of you know our our like our actual lives as drag queens, but they want to use this as to like crack the door open so they can make make legislation that really hurts like the trans community. And, you know, and the, uh, the whole LGBTQ. Um, so uh, we thank you for standing up and for uh, wearing a gorgeous wig and putting your eyebrows in the right place. We thank you, Jan thank Janssen. You. Thank you. The Yontesy. Thank you. The Yontesy. <laughs> oh, I remember what else I wanted to talk about. <clears throat> what? Damaging narratives. What? So I was with my good friend Dieter Ritz last night and we were talking about like how like certain things that once they're said on Drag Race, they can become like, you know, a Bible, like, yeah, Bible, like my beard or something, you know, that's the best insult everybody always gives me when they try to come for me or when um, Michelle Visage was hired for Drag Race. I just saw this on Joseph Joseph Shepard's show when he interviewed James, King James or a.k.a. formerly known as Tyra, mm -hmm. um, she said that never having met Michelle Visage when she was hired for season three after season two where Tyra was on and won, Michelle made sure to tell everybody at every press stop interviews that if she was there for season two, Raven would have won. She said she would have fought harder for Raven to win and she thinks Raven should have won. Basically oh saying... Basically establishing the Raven was robbed narrative in press and as an adjudicator, because at that point she was a judge. So people are like, Oh yeah, Michelle, you know, she's a judge. She's right. Blah, blah, blah. That's, that's the default for a judge, you know? So when she said that, I was like, Oh wow. Things that said on TV can be damaging or, you know, whatever. And can have, can have a lasting effect because I realized when Courtney said the thing about, uh, Jocelyn being like the Dieter Ritz of the season, it was like a derogatory dig, but then it opened the door for other people to feel like they could say that. And that's when right. I remembered an Aja interview where she's saying now, she's like, I am the artist, you are the public. I don't need to share everything. I don't need to engage with everything. You mm -hmm. know, and it's one of those things where like, it feels weird to step back from your own social media when you're just trying to be social and other people are attacking you or playing with you to the point where you know, playing and kidding around is either for kids or people that you play with. And a lot of people sure. are not like that. 
in some respect. Like somebody came up to me at a club outside Motherlode last night, and I was I had just seen Jessica Wild, and we just said hi at Beaches for Twerk Tuesdays, JoJo's night. It was so fun, and then we walked down to Motherlode after everything was closing, and because I heard Mariah was there, and Mariah came out. We said hi. And then we saw April carry on and said hi. And then somebody was like, someone said to me, you know David, right? Or, or you know somebody. And I was like, maybe. And they're like, you know David. And I was like, well, I don't see him here. I'm sure I do. Maybe. And they're like, oh, you know David. And then they came up to me and started dancing on me. And this is like in the street after the clubs. And I was like, Maybe, but do I know you? Like his belly was touching my stomach. He was rubbing on me. And then he's like, oh, you don't know? You don't know if you know David? You don't know people's names because you do films? Because you're off doing films? And I was like, what? And when he said that, someone else said, David, Jessica. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know Jessica. I never knew her boy name. So I was like, hey, why are you trying to call her boy names? I know you're friends with her and stuff, but like, like, don't, whatever you're doing, it's not working with me. And then he's like, yeah, you know me. I uh, We met years ago when you booked dancers for Stefano. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe I met you. I don't remember a lot of stuff before 2015. I used to drink a lot. And he said, oh, yeah, I'm sure you don't. And then he said the films thing again. And I was he, I was like, what are, you, what are you trying to get at? And I'm not going to say his name. I'll just call him DJ Bozo because <laughs> he was so annoying to me. And then he tried to go in for a hug. And I'm like, I don't want to hug you. He's like, what? Oh, why you got to be like that? And I was like, because this is how I am. I don't know you and I'm not hugging you. Like, I don't like how you came at me with your mouth trying to say I do films. He's like, you do. That's what you were saying on Drag Race when you were on it. And I was like, listen, that was 10 years ago. You don't need to be saying that to me now. Whatever, yeah. whatever you're trying is not working. And he's like, oh, so now you're going to turn into. And I was like, I'm not going to turn into anything. This is how I am. So don't try mm -hmm. it with me. And then as I'm walking away, he's like, and that's why you'll never be nothing. And then I turned around and I was like, okay, Mr. DJ, press play, faggot, which is something I stole from Christopher Keys from the Murray press Peter the tour. button, faggot. Because <laughs> that's what Alyssa said once to a stage manager. Um, and Get then the he's slay like, button, faggot. He said, you're a faggot too. And I was like, bitch, I'm a queen. You know me. I don't know you. And I just had to give it to him. And then Dita was like walking away as I was saying it. And don't you know, I walked the wrong damn way to the car. I was so mad. So then I had to cross no! the street and cross on the other side. No, that's the worst. I was so mad. A I was strong like, exit in the wrong direction. God damn the it. Worst. But I was so livid at this faggot for like, you know, just don't rub up on someone if you don't know them and put like, I, I, I don't need yeah. that. I'm, I'm yeah. not in drag. I'm not working. I'm not here for you to touch me right now. Don't fucking touch me unless you're hot. And then if you touch me and I'm surprised, I'll probably be happy. Don't do this. Don't be, don't be that person. Right. There is a, there is a sort of, you know, and it's something I think we all interact with sometimes is sometimes people because the show is such a phenomenon and people know it so well. They know us. They, they want to touch us. They want to, right. they want to take a, home a memento. Right. They think that, you know, they know us so well, but they're really only, you know, seeing it from a show. So then you have this, this interaction that is automatically one-sided because they know so much about you. You know nothing about them. And there's a lot of like catch up that has to happen in those first few moments 
and a lot can go wrong. Uh, and did you watch uh, Adore Delano on uh, Very Delta? Yeah. Um, I've seen the, the clips of Sonique giving her a trash bag of stuff. T. Um, she says... Uh, she she described a very similar scenario when she was in WeHo that really? someone was like someone came up and started talking crazy and she was like and her Azusa came out and she was <laughs> like bitch I don't know you like that don't talk to me like that yeah so yeah this is definitely something that um that happens Traisha and the Tri Babies are alive and well and they've <laughs> proliferated <laughs> they do and this guy thought oh I'm friends with. I'm friends with all the other girls. I can treat you how I treat them. Baby, you're not my friend. First impressions count. Do you want to get in this cave, girl? I want to get in the cave. Get in the cave. Uh, this is where we go. Spelunking, hugging, hugging, hugging. Deep, deep inside, inside the, the DMs. I love Crystal. Here is a little update on the clip of Lady Gaga. What does this mean? Wow. Oh, Alaska. What? Lady so Gaga? last week, Alaska read a letter about what? Lady Gaga at the stud. Lady Gaga. Gaga. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> last week you read a letter about it. <laughs> you were there. No, we watched the video. Yeah. Oh yeah, we did that. Um, I was there, you were there, we were all there. The night that Gaga was at the stud. This writer was there that night. They say the stud was a staple of radical queer existence in SF. And T-Shack was about to end permanently a few months after this. R.I.P. Granny Shack. I have so many crazy stories from that time. Tuesdays haven't been the same since then. Just off the main floor, there was a tiny bathroom that I had many sexual encounters in. But to the Gaga info, I'd never heard of her but I'd seen holographic stickers with lightning bolts showing up. My friend invited me to see her perform that night, and I went begrudgingly. I was in fashion school at the time, and I'd sewn Sade onto one of those slutty, super low-neck, low-cut V-necks from American Apparel that were all the rage. Oh, yeah, I love those shirts. I still have one. She performed, and it was the first time I'd heard live vocals in a drag show that were actually sung in the person's registers. Slight shade, sorry. Wow. At the time, I thought of Grace Jones when I saw her cowl-hooded cat suit with red lining. She had these Chanel heels with double CC in the heel and a disco stick with crystals. I also thought her dancers looked like villains from Superman 2. <laughs> Come on, Zod. Afterwards, she sat on a cocktail table next to the pool table and signed CDs. She complimented my shirt, and I taught her a new term, VCR, visible Coke residue. <laughs> uh! <laughs> she laughed and said she would put it in a song. I don't think she ever did. I've attached a pic of a shirt and the signed CD as well as a dick pic in hopes that I get priority boarding. I bartend at a bar in SF, so I've definitely met Willem. And, <laughs> and I've met Alaska at Powerhouse before she did drag race. Oh, Powerhouse puss. Zero ego in person. Lovely humans. Keep doing what you do. What were you doing at the powerhouse? <laughs> you know what I was doing. Uh, I wasn't dancing. Uh, uh, I prefer my name not being used, but honestly, the fashion school and Sade mentioned are a dead giveaway. Thanks, love. Oh my gosh. And then uh, there is... Uh, so there's a picture of the V-neck shirt in, in question with... Mm -hmm. with uh, the a Gaga paraphernalia and Sade. Ooh. Yes. Um, the Lady Gaga signed CD. Wow, that is a collector's item. I wish I had that. And then, of course, this very strong, turgid dick. Uh, mm. and, 
on a boardwalk. Mm-hmm. More than a handful. Um, yes. I think some other spots it could fit. I'm, oh, my God. The, the, I love anything I can see my reflection in, which is why I love metal cock rings. Um, oh, yeah. You can check your lipstick. <laughs> Who is that girl? <laughs> um, this, this member is beautiful. If I were to describe a perfect penis, this would be it. Um, okay. And he went to fashion school. It sounds like he gave me a zip after. Be, yes, or replace the zipper. Get ripped out. You know how they do. A girl always the zipper with the getting ripped out behind a, in a gig. The Girls, one time talk to you Sharon. Ask, the one time you ask a go-go boy to zip up your dress. Oh, never do it. Just never, never do it. Do it. Run it right off the rail. And Sharon will also the do it on purpose. Gone. Uh, <laughs> this is broke. Does it did this fit you, girl? <laughs> Wait, let me get Arturo the bar back. Maybe he can hold it shut while we pig you in. Wow. Thank Jeez. you for this Gaga Intel. What? How amazing. What an amazing time. What an amazing artist. This dick. What privilege. This message comes from JP. Hi, Alaska Willem and Big Dipper. Interested in getting your thoughts or possibly insider tea on the fame game, specifically the end of it. If I understand correctly, only the queens eliminated before the finale are eligible to win the fame game and 50,000 doll hairs. Does that mean if you're in the top three or four you're and you're not Jimbo, you're going to go home with nothing? <laughs> Do the runners up on all stars or drag race seasons, drag race regular seasons for that matter, get any kind of prize that we don't know about? If there's a queen close to the end that doesn't feel they could take it all, would it be more strategic for them to try and get eliminated so at least they have a chance to win the $50,000 fame game purse? Thoughts, opinions, and speculations. I've attached a pic of my modest member, a little white boy booty for Alaska, for priority boarding. Please go easy on them. I'm no photographer. Curiously yours, JP. Girl, what's modest? That's what I said. Modest where? That dick is not modest. That dick is audacious. It's not a modest mouse. It's a modest mammal, honey. It looks like it could have its own biosphere, baby. The tattoos are all spelled correctly. Um, (laughs) You spell checked. uh, This dick is everything. The butt has butt cleavage, which I love. Peeking out of a peekaboo panty. Absolutely. I think it's a, maybe, does that say... Does that say Antian, which is part of Andrew Christian? Oh, maybe. maybe. I thought it said Antifa at first. Um, <laughs> Antifa bussy. <laughs> I. What did he want? Uh, oh, the fame, fame game. games. So if you come in second or third place, do you not get to play the fame games? Yeah, you don't. Yeah, I don't think so. It's only for eliminated divas. Okay, and his other question, is there any kind of prize on regular seasons that we don't know about? No, there's not. Uh, Evie didn't get her prize money until a year after, and apparently Uh, the prize money was held because Brandon Voss, this is what he said in the press, uh, their prize money was being held, Evie's, until she established an LLC. So, you know, tax purpose, it could be better because if you're awarded Mm. the money... To you personally, instead of the LLC, you get a capital gains hit. That's bigger mm. than it would be otherwise on your taxes okay. um, for a large That's sum of nice. money. Um, but she also said Jada got her money before she did. There's a whole article about that Evie said 
all these very true things about Drag Race that you can look up and see. Um, and it was kind of heartbreaking because, you know, you think some of these things, but you don't want them to be true. And what she said at the end about a couple of rich white men getting richer, that's what's happening. Because all of the people that run Drag Race could be making a little less money and giving the girls more money. Because in 13 years of doing it, the pay has gone from $400 to $500 an episode. And the girls should be getting more money. Because we make a lot of money for World of Wonder as the contestants that create the memes, the looks, the fashions that earn you even more accolades for your Emmy contention. Because those Emmy voters aren't just voting on what RuPaul looks like and what Michelle looks like. They're voting for all the drag queens too. That's what's out in front. RuPaul's drag race. Sure. You know, I just, I, I wish they would pay the girls more equitably because they're making millions of dollars. So no, the queens don't get paid more money and I'm bitter about it. Give her her things. Yeah. And they try this to take... This has been... Give her her things. Give her her things. <laughs> Alaska, you had mentioned previously about like throwing the lip sync so you never have to send someone home if you were to compete in these rules. What do you think mm -hmm. about this idea of trying to get off... Like if you're top five but you definitely don't think you're going to win, do you want to get off and compete in the fame games? Because maybe you'll get 50000 I think we will know more information on that once we see how the Fame Games plays out this season. It may be a thing that they never even try again. I, I wouldn't roll the dice on that because it's if I was in this season, because when you're in it, it's still so unknown. You're like, I don't even know what the fuck that really is. There's nothing to base it off of. So I wouldn't throw away my chance that, you know, at being on all the episodes of television mm. just on the off chance of winning like a web contest. I, I, cause I don't know how this web contest is going to go. Right. Mimi, I'm first could win it. Mimi, Me, I'm, I'm first. first. I could, I could not, not believe it. Don't you come for my fans. Well, from what I've seen, you don't have that many. <laughs> this is, this <laughs> Change your outfit, change, change it around. around. We want to thank you so much for listening to Race Chaser. Hot Goss. I didn't get that far. A subsidiary of Race Chaser. <laughs> and remember, please take a moment to rate and review our show on your podcast app. And shout out to all of our Mom Plus subscribers who are listening to this episode ad-free behind that good pussy paywall. A special hello to Ralphie J. And Lindsay Pam. We know you're listening. I can hear you hearing. Follow us on Instagram at Willem, <laughs> at the only Alaska 5000, at Race Chaser Pod, and at Mom Podcasts. Stay safe out there, everyone. And we will be back next week with another steaming, piping, piping, scalding, serving up hot gauze. Oh. Mom! To listen to Race Chaser ad-free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcast.plus. Race Chaser is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom! Hosted by Alaskan Willem. And produced by Big Dipper. Editing and sound designed by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our theme song is by Alaska Thunderfuck 5000.